Well, more vaccine news today. Today, one that doesn't have to be frozen. It could just be kept in the fridge. That's pretty handy, isn't it? But equity investors are very cautious. There's not much movement in bonds either. Everyone's looking at those COVID numbers, it seems. Plus, PMIs, lots of them in the last 24 hours. We'll take a look at them. Plus, Donald Trump's last hurrah against China. And the Victoria State budget today. Lots of infrastructure spend to be announced. It's Tuesday, the 24th of November, 2020. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. So the US dollar is up 0.1% on the DXY. It's up half a percent on the Japanese yen. The Aussie dollar, though, down a quarter percent. The pound, no doubt spurred on still by Brexit hope. That's up a quarter percent, although the euro is down 0.1%. On stocks, well, we're back to tech stocks falling Well, uh, while others are rising. Well, actually, it's not strictly true. The Nasdaq was down uh, a little, uh, although it's it's risen uh, up about 0.1 or 0.2%. 0.2% now, but Apple has been down 2%. Microsoft down 0.6%. Facebook down almost 1%. The Dow is up though, 0.9% up. The, uh, uh, the S&P 500 up 0.3%. Shares are down in Europe though, and 0.3% fall in the FTSE 100. 0.1% down for the Euro stocks 50. Back in the US, uh, well, where are the stock rises? The Russell 2000, smaller companies up 1.5%. Bank stocks generally doing well in the US as well. Along with Boeing, it's up 4.6% because people, it's hoped, will soon be flying and they'll be flying in the 737 MAX, which is now able to fly again. And energy stocks doing well. We saw a 2% rise in Brent crude and 1.2% up for WTI this morning. Uh, 10-year treasuries, they're up a couple of basis points. The the same for 10-year gilts in the United Kingdom, but generally not much bond movement around the world. David DeGaris is here today, Director Economics for Markets at NAB in London. So it's still infection rates versus vaccine news. Dave. Uh, it looks like the vaccine news is hitting tech stocks. And uh, look, there's a lot of it in terms of rapid delivery. Uh, it looks like AstraZeneca can now be added to the list. Yes, Phil, and uh, good to be with you again. It's um, That certainly hit the news off the bat this morning, Phil, and uh, certainly injected another another uh, bit of vaccine confidence into the market. So right off, uh, just after 7am our time, AstraZeneca the Oxford University Consortium announced the news. And, uh, of course, they're not using the messenger RNA technology, but more conventional vaccine technology. So it's also going to be a cheaper vaccine. Um, they say about, interesting now, that the, even the British press is reporting the price of a cup of coffee. I don't even price of tea these days, Phil. <laughs> well, why don't we just put it in coffee? I think that's a really good idea. We'll put it in your coffee in the morning. Sounds like, and it doesn't need to be kept in the freezer. It can, be, it can be stored in the fridge, so there's all sorts all of, of that. All, all good news. Absolutely. I mean, the initial news was that was it, you know, 62 or 70% effective, but one of their trials showed that it you know, could get up to 90% effective. Mm. So they're going to do more work on that. So I think it's another another piece of very encouraging evidence that, you know, there's a real prospect that, you know, as we go through next year, um, life will begin to get back to normal yeah. again. Well, uh, so Operation Warp Speed in the United States, the uh, uh, the head of that, I'm not sure, uh, Lieutenant Uhura or whoever it is who's, uh, who's doing that, <laughs> uh, said on CNN at the weekend that they're hoping to uh, to be rolling out the vaccine in in the next three weeks well, in, the, in the United well, States. So that's well, what, that could well start, you know. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's, mm. you've got Pfizer applying now for emergency use authorization. You've got uh, AstraZeneca, Oxford, 
uh, getting their ducks lined up to do to apply for their regulatory yeah. approval and as well. easing lockdowns as well in Europe. That's the other good news, isn't it? France is going to announce something to, tomorrow. Uh, the UK, today, the, the, the mm. national lockdown is over next week. It's going to be returned to the tiered system that had everyone yes. confused. So back to confusion for the UK. <laughs> uh, As um, so one MP told Boris Johnson that the last ruler who told people how they may or may not celebrate Christmas was Oliver Cromwell. And look how he ended up. Well, he he ended up being uh, dug up after he died, strung from chains, and beheaded by the royals. Uh, we you know uh, we wouldn't wish that on on Boris, obviously. But let, let's. Um, let, I want to look at equities. Just all the action is in yeah. equities. Not much is happening in bond yields. I mean, maybe investors think that bonds are about right. I mean, inflation is low. Yeah. Uh, there's no need to demand high yields. They're still better yeah. value than corporate bonds, obviously. You're still getting a return on them. So, And there's uncertainty around, so maybe there's still a safe bet. So maybe that's just why they're sticking where they are. Well, I think, I think a couple of interesting things are happening across asset classes, Phil. So it may be that the, uh, the positive vaccine reality is catching up more with um, equity market valuations. But as you, as you mentioned in the uh, intro there, Phil, um, the smaller cap stocks seem to be doing well. You mentioned Boeing uh, mm. earlier. You know, it's looking at the likes of hotels, cruise companies, so forth, sort of coming back as well. Of course, they've got a long, a long way to come back. But, yeah. um, you know, if so, you, so you're seeing that. And uh, the other interesting asset class, though, is in the FX space. So you said that the US dollar had made a, a comeback today. And we saw that with the right after the release of the U.S. market PMI. So these are yep. released ahead of the official ones. Um, so it was released this afternoon, London time. And uh, the manufacturing was up from 53.4 to 56.7. Services up 56.9 to 57.7. So the market saw that and thought, well, you know, the U.S., their, their lockdowns have been sort of state-specific, um, not universal, and activity there is continuing on. So, you know, we saw the recent payrolls results. Um, that, that was quite encouraging as well. So, sort of signs the US dollar sort of turned around. It had been on the defensive through the, the morning London session, but turned around this afternoon due to the likes of the Aussie, you know, pulling back from 73.30 towards 72.70. Now, it's, it's, it's retraced again in parts and Euro and and so forth was a similar story. So maybe that's the relative growth story uh, rather than just we, we tended to think of US dollars basically sort of on the uh, the positive side from risk aversion. But uh, you know there was a growth story there that will will, will come to pass. We maybe see early signs of that as well. Well, those those uh, PMIs for the US were so much better, weren't they? Because we also got them for the eurozone and and for the UK. Yes. So, so much better in the US, and yet you know we know the infection numbers are so much higher in the US, and there's been a more cautious approach taken in Europe, but they've sort of ploughed on, not ploughed on regardless, but there's there's not been mm. the same degree of caution. And, you know, a lot of these indicators are showing, well, that's that's helped the economy, in the short term anyway. Well, it certainly has in these numbers. Uh, and we mm. certainly saw quite a big divergence with the um, European and UK numbers that we saw today, Phil. So the services sector there across France, Germany, the UK all took a hit in November, which is exactly what you would expect from the restrictions. In other words, the restrictions have just done their job, right? So, you know, the France services index down from 46.5 to 38, Germany to 46.2 from 49.5, and the UK 
back from 51.4 to 45.8. So we have seen mm. those, you know, they have wound back, but certainly nowhere near the sort of April shocking lows, you know, on the much harsher lockdowns then. So France has got to a, a low of 10 back then and and uh, UK, you know, much much lower as well. So, you know, I think that's what the market expected. I don't don't expect that the markets will wind back their growth expectations much for uh, the December quarter. Expecting flat in Germany, uh, France, uh, and the UK uh, GDP to be down this quarter. But as you say, coming out of lockdown, so the markets will think about you know as we go through the end of the year and into uh, into next year. One interesting postscript to that release Phil, was the. UK manufacturing sector seemingly powered up in um, in in November. The, mm. the PMI there, but when you read we read the survey, it certainly suggested that again it was pre uh, December thirty first stock building and uh, supply and delivery issues. So yeah, sort of yeah. flattered somewhat yeah. by that. So. Yeah, I guess there's uh, the, the the expectation of what may or may not happen with Brexit in, in amongst all of this, isn't there? So the pound was doing well today. Absolutely. Uh, it it lost some of its impetus as the as the US dollar shot up, but as sterling was up to a uh, dollar thirty three nine, which sort of territory it's not spent much time in really since early two thousand and eighteen. Yes. So clearly, there's quite a lot of optimism over Brexit. And yet, I'm I was just reading just before we started this an article in the last hour or so in the independent newspaper in the UK saying there's no date set for in person talks to resume as the negotiations are stuck at a, a crucial stage. But on the other side, we had the Irish PM. Uh, saying that he's still hopeful there's going to be a deal sorted out by the end of the week. Uh, which week? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Nobody's sure. <laughs> well, well, as best we know, you know, the verse, because one the um, one of the team members in the European side, you know, had an infection, so they they're COVID positive for COVID, so they had to go virt- virtually. So as far as we know, those talks continuing this week. There's mm. a lot of press speculation that they still haven't been able to nut out a deal. And it will require probably the Prime Minister and um, uh, the European President to get together to nut out a deal. And, you know, there's expectation that the European Parliament being prepped to, to meet and uh, to pass legislation as late as December 28th. So um, <laughs> I, think, I don't think this will be the last we've, I don't think this is the last we've heard of Brexit, but you know, conceivably it could come at any time, but you're absolutely right. Uh, cable has been, uh, was supported this morning, and Sterling, especially against the Euro, has been mm. well supported today. So the markets are tilting towards getting a deal. Yeah. Just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, and I don't know if you can read uh, currencies like this, but they seem to be indicating that uh, the UK is going to come out the better out of it than uh, than Europe, perhaps. Look, uh, the yuan uh, uh, lost some ground overnight. Uh, look, the, the Chinese, of course, have been asserting this economic pressure on Australia. The White House is apparently using this as an excuse now. It wants an alliance of Western nations to assert a harder line against China, and President Trump is uh, going to list uh, uh, 89 companies uh, Chinese companies that won't be able to access US, ex, US technology because of their military ties uh, but the commentary seems to be that maybe this could be Donald Trump's legacy I mean it's it's not necessarily going to get better for China well, once Biden moves into the White House is Yes it? I think um, those sorts of headlines in times past would have been sort of marketed as, as uh, potentially more worrisome than is the case at the present time Um well, I mean, the market, I think, thinks, Phil, that um, Joe Biden is not going to go easy on China, but is he going to be as 
vexatious and as, um, uh, you know, with China as the uh, President Trump has been. So um, mm. the market seemed to take that news in its stride today. But absolutely, um, US, China, Australia, uh, tension news is certainly important for the Australian economy. I'm just stating the obvious there. So um, yeah. we'll see how we'll see how that plays out over the weeks ahead and, of course, into January as well. Now, Guy DeBell from the RBA is going to be talking today. We get German IFO numbers, the US Conference Board's consumer confidence numbers later on. Uh, we also get uh, preliminary Australian uh, trade data for October. And, uh, and it's the Victoria budget today. I know you're a Victorian lad, so you'll be watching that very closely. Absolutely. Some, some big infrastructure spending is in the offing. Waiting for that uh, rail link from Tullamarine back to the city to be built. So it's going to start in 2022. And um, Victorian Premier and, and, and the uh, the Prime Minister in a uh, press conference there saying that um, also going to start the uh, Geelong fast rail project to fill in 2023. So... Um, both good projects, I would have thought. Yeah, all right. And, you know, it, it's a shame you can't bring that spending forward, isn't it, really? Because, you know, government spending is what we need yes. right now, as much of it as we can next year, I think. We do. Uh, we need it to be the right spending as well. Of, of course. course. You want it all to be in Victoria, don't you? Uh, good to talk, uh, Dave. We'll catch you again soon. Uh, later in the week, I think we're going to talk to you. Thanks for coming on today. Well, do, Phil. Cheers. And um, we'll listen out for uh, news of uh, the distribution of these various vaccines. I do like the idea of putting it in people's coffee. Uh, do coffee drinkers first, then tea drinkers, and then maybe uh, beer drinkers last. What do you reckon to that idea? That's it for the morning. I'm just talking rubbish now. I better go. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. See you again tomorrow morning. Cheers.